one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering community for salt. This is the Howling Salt Mine. It's the Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast, the podcast where we delve into those salty, salty minds of the Magic the Gathering community. Find the saltiest stories, the saltiest posts that we love, those salty confessionals that you guys are sending us. Put them in our mind cart and bring them right back up to you, our dear prospectors at home. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. What up, what up, what up? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Fuck indeed. Yeah. Look at 2024, new baby. New, new Year, new, new me, year, baby. Let's fucking go. Yep. New year, new problems. Wait. New year, new problems? <laughs> new problems? What? I don't know. I guess that's true. I mean, uh, yeah. Another year, another pound gained. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically every day uh, brings us closer to death and the abyss. Oh. <laughs> no, the shadow realm. I like the, the way we're realm. starting this new year then, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's a new year, guys, but we still got to shout out our amazing, nice patrons fuck yeah baby because they are nice (laughs) (laughs) and we got Hephaestus bolts prime speaker (laughs) florian yeth judge and accidental tpk thanks for the support guys really really appreciate it thank you you don't keep the lights on here at uh the howling salt mine central don't lie to them. Like we know that there's no power in Michigan, so like there's nothing they could do yeah, about it's that. There. It's the light in the PO box. Of the lights on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the light on the, the PO, PO box, box light. <laughs> it's crazy, guys. It's a whole new year. You know what's really funny is that our patrons will know this, but we had a Patreon Q and A recently, and to prep for that Q and A, I went back and listened to our New Year episode from 2023, which was a trip to listen to. It was very, very interesting. Uh, a year ago, we retired mail time. Our, our very early OG listeners will remember mail time with the mail song. Those were episodes that were specifically set aside for like viewer mail. And now we only get listener mail. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which is crazy. It's a good thing to retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it means you don't have to surf the internet for posts as much, but we still get some in there. Well, <laughs> we actually don't really get many in there. Uh, I, I can't tell you the last time we did a Reddit post, which is a great transition because I'm proud to say that one of the things we're going to be doing this year, folks, is bringing back the weekly Reddit posts mm-hmm. or, you know, probably weekly. Don't fucking hold it to us or hold, <laughs> hold us to yeah, it. But just the, the idea of weekly. Is that your resolution? Get back to the roots? Yeah, exactly, dude. Back to I basics. Like Back to basics. Keep those non-basics mm. tapped. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how quickly you can move away from your roots. <laughs> yeah. That I know, right? It's not like it's been that long, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's just been such an interesting year with like the amount of listener mail. Like if, if you think back to like the original run of the first 30 episodes or something, I, I think our New Year's episode last year was like episode 29, I want to say. Hmm. So there's been like 50 well i guess 52 episodes because that's how many 
weeks there are in a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's crazy how much the podcast has grown in that time, but really how much salt has been directed towards the mine mm. from the community mm. at large. I mean, we yeah. even fucking changed the intro. <laughs> It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, which is still a sort of. If you're in the Discord, fucking rage about it (laughs) right now. Rage against the the man on that one. (laughs) Yeah, it's still. I still twinge a little every time, but like it's. I know it's correct. That doesn't make it right in my soul. Whenever I hear the (laughs) intro, I talk along with Sam on the recording. I like. I'm like. I can't avoid it. It's like uncontrollable. (laughs) <laughs> like one podcast mining the magic the gathering <laughs> and I do like the same voice <laughs> but yeah we're bringing back reddit posts so you know if you have been in the subreddits and you've been seeing salty stories and tagging us in them we're going to be hitting up some of those ops getting salty stories that have been in there that mm-hmm. we have not plucked that ripe fruit right there for the plucking and we're going to grab it and uh, start to incorporate those back in the show yeah, and if you're looking for the mail time song to come back, all you need to start doing is send us physical mail, and we will we will sing the mail time song again for that. <laughs> if someone sends a physical piece <laughs> of mail, physical mail, we will do mail time. Dude, I literally was <laughs> thinking like a the fair exact compromise. same thing nice. before this. Like, I think this is the year we open up the PO box to the masses so people can yeah. send us shit. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Uh, at the same time, <laughs> well, it'll be like a little bit of an ASMR uh, trip because you're going to yeah. have to open. You can't open it before. You have to open it, open like, it live into the mic. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's this white powder? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's why we do it virtually. So it's fine. Uh, <laughs> a spring loaded trap. Oh, a dart in my neck. Oh, God. <laughs> in, in a similar vein of like resolutions for the pod, this one involves Mike. So he has to do it because I'm saying it out loud. Why? What? Oh, wow. No. Biannually, I'd love to have a memes with Mike. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. And that's for the real homies that like we're listening way back when. Um, you actually, you didn't negotiate that into our contract. So um... <laughs> he's got a point, Tony. I didn't, but I said it live. So like people will be <laughs> like, oh, I want that. <laughs> memes with Mike. Yeah, that was our episode one. They're hard to find, but like there's another one. There's like one other random one, and I forget which which episode it's on. Really? We had another music yes, bike? Wow. We did. So I'm like, if we got two this next year, that'd be sick. That yeah. would be that would be record breaking, probably. <laughs> record <laughs> <laughs> memes with Mike stock going through the roof. Yeah, fucking increased by 999%. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, it's actually only like 50%. Yeah, though. exactly. Not that cool. Well, speaking of like resolutions for the pod, I mean, have you guys thought of any? Like obviously we, we you know, we've got some jokey ones. We're bringing the Reddit post back so we can get that element back in the show. Also, like listener stories aren't going away. If people are like, "Oh, they're going fully back to Reddit." Keep sending us your salty stories. That is the lifeblood of the show. We're just going to be dipping yeah. into Reddit a little bit more each week. I have one, but I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. Well, we won't know until you say it. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked a lot in the past about additional content that like we want to do. And I don't want to go into details because like things change. You never know what happens, when it'll actually happen. Mm -hmm. But there is an in particular piece of content that just say I will bleep it in post. (laughs) I want to fucking do a DD like thing. Yeah, yes. And like we've talked about it, like we have an odd amount of like lore that exists. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Krusty Dickling's gotta find the crust. Like there's different things to do. (laughs) 
things to talk about. And I just think be fighting be, a siege rhino, like literally. And so there's like lots of ways we can incorporate like sort of some of the things we have into something. And I know Sam is like a pretty great DM. It's true because he's annoyingly just good at things. He does like bleep that out editing room, Sam, because you're not actually that good at anything, but I agree. I'm trash. <laughs> it, 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 it would just be like, I think it'd be super fun. And it's something we've talked about. It It's really a game of finding time. Cause yep. right now, like, you know, we put out content every week and we're all like busy, we're busy business boys. And I think we've thought of some ways to incorporate that into like our kind of current schedules. And that is just like something that we, we don't even know where it would live, but like to start to make that content, see if people, it's something that people would enjoy and like, I want to find ways to add content for folks, but for sure, keeping it within the bounds of like, we all have super busy lives yeah. that I think that's a big piece for me of something, but making that happen this year would Hell be yeah. like an idea. Yeah, thing that would for be me, awesome. I, I would love that too. Yeah. I would fucking love that dude. I like it too. Cause that goes so deeply into our mission statement of just making you hang out with us more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it really, it really fits that well. Yeah. Yeah. Also I love playing D and D and DMing. I love it a lot. And I've already been thinking of what the plot would be and stuff like that. So uh, we really just got to find the time, honestly. Yeah. And make our character sheets, bro. Oh, hell yeah. Easy. fucking. And I got to buy $600 dice. Like, I need borderless (laughs) dice if I'm going to fucking play. (laughs) In the books, baby. You got to get those reference materials. I can't wait for that to just be a scrambled mess of bleeps. Yeah. <laughs> all identifying information <laughs> no those will be uncensored fully hell yeah Lame. <laughs> i want people in suspense i want them on the edge of their seats <laughs> so my big resolution for this coming year i mean I, I definitely jive with what tony's saying more content however we figure out how to do that i would love to increase the content we're putting out whether that's more through patreon or more on the main feed or something along those lines. I would also really love, you know, something that I've been doing for the last couple months with our Patreon expansion is doing more art for the podcast, which has been really, really fun. And I've been enjoying it a ton. So I'd love to get more art opportunities, whether it's for the pod or just for other people, but kind of getting that out there. And and this is actually a good moment to bring up that I am designing a playmat for a CDH tournament, our Salt City buddies out in Salt Lake City. Uh, Shout out to John, who was one of our good pals when we hung out with him over at MTG Summit. And this is a tournament that's going on January 20th through 21st. It's a Saturday-Sunday tournament. It's a part of the Eminence Top Deck Championship Series. So standard tournament rules, $50 buy-in. First place is a Gaia's Cradle. Oh! And is a foil? Um, I don't, I have no idea. I don't want it then. And second, third, and fourth place get tropical islands. Oh shit. And fifth through 16th place gets an ancient tomb. So it's full prizing in top 16. Oh, that's cool. I fucking wish I could be out there for this tournament, dude. Like (laughs) (laughs) you could be, you wouldn't top 16. I I would not. uh, Yeah, I would, I would do poorly, (laughs) but I'd be like, I do that playmat. Uh, the playmat's coming along pretty sick. It's based off of the Super Mario Kart cover art, but it's all CDH commanders driving carts. Dude, <laughs> oh, dude. I, can you show us a draft at some point? Or yeah, do you yeah, want to wait I'll until s- it's completed? I'll send you guys a draft. That sounds awesome, man. Dude, that's fucking sick. That sounds so cool. <laughs> Did you come up with the idea? He had an idea. Like, he just gave me concepts with, like, individual commanders and, like, what he wanted them doing. 
and he wanted it to be like them racing through a salt mine or something. And then as I was drafting it up, I was like looking at Mario Kart stills and I saw the Super Mario Kart cover art and I was like, this is fucking it, dude. So, but yeah, the, the link in the show notes for that. But anyways, that was a big long plug, but just doing more art would be really fun. Collaborating with other people out in the community. I think this is kind of like our first step as the entity Howling Saltmine in supporting, you know, another organization out in the magic world, which is really, really cool. Can I ask you a question about yeah. uh, the art? So like right now uh, you get like commission tokens, basically that like we're like making as a part of our tiers. Yeah. How much guidance are people giving you versus like just freedom to do stuff? And is there like something you prefer out of curiosity? Yeah, that's a good question. So it, it is a huge variety like some patrons will just be like give me a one one artifact soldier token mm. and usually i'll be like okay like which commander is producing this so i can get some like some concepts and stuff there some tokens are just so specific anyways like a one one vampire with lifelink that's produced from galta and maverin the aftermath mm. commanders not aftermath what were those Whatever they are. Aftermath. Those, like two where they're like spooning on the card <laughs> Spooning on the card. Was it <laughs> March of the Machine? March of the Machines, the March of the Machine commanders. And then some of them are some of the most specific requests ever, but they're really fun. They're just like, mm. this is exactly what I want. These are like the words I want. I want it to look a certain way. Like I did a <laughs> I did a Corona the False God in the style of a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character, which was really interesting. Um, and kind of outside my comfort zone, but came out really cool. And then, you know, I did a Sam and Frodo partners doing uh, the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance pretty recently. It, it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's just really fun. It's such a variety. But, um, you know, if people haven't seen those, I'm, I'm posting them up on social media. Obviously, our patrons have seen them. But uh, check it out. I mean, if that's something that you're interested in, you want to, like, get something drawn from me. We have people jump in and just hit up the Patreon for, like, a month to get a token and then they bounce and that's totally valid dude i i think yeah. once you get in you'll stick around because it's pretty fucking dope but <laughs> but you know if, if that's something that's interested like check it out yeah and i had to ask just because i was like that literally specifically the frodo and sam doing the fusion dance <laughs> is what made me be like i was like is sam coming up with these two or people asking for this i was like what the fuck like are our patrons geniuses or is sam a genius like i don't know i just need more of it like, <laughs> and that's what it sounds like it is it's like a happy mix of both so <laughs> oh man and one other resolution obviously like we want to have more spectacular guests on the show we want to guest mm -hmm. on other people's stuff attend more conventions but I want to manifest a live Howling Salt Mine show at some mm. convention. Wouldn't it be fucking dope to be in Vegas, a live Howling Salt Mine show? Like that, that would be my dream. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I would love to do a live like recording, not even a recording, <laughs> a live show sometime for somebody. For somebody, for one person. <laughs> yeah, for Nick. Nick will be in the audience. We'll do it for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Hey, as long as we make him laugh, it'll be exactly, okay. Exactly, dude. <laughs> nice. What about you, Mike? You got any, got any resolutions for the year, dude? Yeah, definitely. I think one, we've entertained doing a little more music. I think that's been kicked around occasionally Ooh. here and there. Yep. Um, I think that's a fun idea and I look forward to doing that. Uh, and then I also think, you know, I know you've expressed some interest in this, Sam. And now that you're drawing a play map for one, you have to get excited about it. But yeah, getting into some more CEDH tournaments, you know, again, time is really hard, but I think it would be interesting to get each of us in some of them and, and make that, you know, a thing we check out occasionally as well. 
Hell yeah, I would love that. I, I also thought you were going to say printing our own playmats, which is also a goal oh, for well, this yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, that's 100%. I thought that's what you were going to say too, and that is also what I want. And while there is like the standard, like our logo uh, on it, there is like an OG design of like the <laughs> yeah. How I Saw Mine that is fucking sick. And I want <laughs> this is me manifesting. Yeah. There's like a sick fucking playmat design that i just want sam to like go balls to the wall and like have a good time and like turn into a playmat that honestly i want everyone to have but i just want just one want for your me. Own. <laughs> yeah i'm being totally honest that art was i mean people will like see it eventually but that art was supposed to be our original redesigned podcast art and we yeah. were like putting the finishing touches on it and that's when jd burnett hit us up and was like hey, can I do art for your show? And we were like, well, we're kind of in the middle of changing our logo. And he was like, yeah, fucking say less. Here's a dope logo. Yeah, and they just sent it to us. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this thing I'm working on, fucking throw that away. I don't think we've ever so quickly changed our mind. Like, I remember we <laughs> like basically had your design there. He sent us a, a, his, like, I think it wasn't even his, like, final design. It was just, like, most of it. It was like a rough draft. All of us were like, yo, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> We stayed up to like 1 a.m. that night, just like messaging each other back and forth. Being I like, it's so I was cool. in bed, like yeah, messaging too, you guys. Too. I was yeah. like going to sleep. You ever see those memes where it's like the person's like next to their like wife or whatever. And they're like, what girl are they talking yeah. to over there? And I'm like over there, just chat with you guys. Logo. Oh, my God. <laughs> I bet it's he's texting other women logo. and we're like, dude, the art from J.D. Burnett is pretty cool, actually. Like, literally. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, suffice to say, we have a lot of fun shit to look forward to this year. Oh, shit. Have we not said this? We're going to be creators at MagicCon Chicago in February. Oh, fuck yeah. We, have we not said this? I think we've said it, but we'll keep saying it. I don't think we have. I don't know if we well, have. We dude. haven't said it on an episode. Really? We've, said, we've talked about it in the Discord. I'm pretty if we sure. we did, somebody will add us, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did. If we didn't, we are. Yeah. Guess what? Surprise. Hey. We're going. <laughs> We're creating and content. It is February 23rd, 24th, and 25th in Chicago. We're going to be there jamming games with people all weekend. we got a bunch of prospectors going. got a bunch of people from the Patreon going. got a bunch of people outside the Patreon that are going to be there. And we're going to, like, at some point that weekend, just take over a big area in the free play space and just jam games. We'll probably do it outside the command zone so anyone and everyone can come hang. And we're just going to, like rip pods with prospectors you know for an afternoon uh so if you want like tokens from us or to just like you know touch my mullet for good luck or you know something like oh that God, gross <laughs> yeah yeah i touched it yeah. it's wet oh <laughs> i mean depending on how hot it is it might be oh yeah <laughs> but definitely if you are able to be there musk? we would love <laughs> to have you there musky yeah. Uh, Come get musky with us, I guess. Yeah, just get musky in Chicago. Actually, don't get musky, though. Like, if you do go to match conventions, do remember to practice good hygiene. Yes, actually. Yeah. Very valid. Yeah. If you have yeah. any musk on you, it should be smelling good. It should be like cologne, you know? 
but also don't wear to cologne to conventions. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put a little spritz on, baby. You know? oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> so check us out in Chicago. Definitely come if you can. We would love to meet as many prospectors as we can while we're there. And also, like, not gonna lie, it does show Watsy that we are content creators worthy of being at their conventions. If a bunch of people are like hyped that Howling Salt Mine is showing up, so if anybody fills out a how did you hear about this while purchasing their ticket and puts howling salt mine yeah you're our favorite if you do that yeah you could touch my mullet (laughs) that was already on the table i was gonna say you already offered that up so that's not a great incentive (laughs) shit (laughs) i'm giving away the milk man no one's gonna buy the cow yeah basically well should we get into it guys this has been a long preamble absolutely Uh, let's fucking hit it shall we Mm mm-hmm Sam, what's salt? Thanks, Tony. That's the first salt question of the year, your contractual obligation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Section 32, Article A, uh, I believe. I think it's 36, Article A. 36, Article A. Mm. The most important article. Salt is frustration in the game, folks. It's really an umbrella term. It captures everything from the little grains to the full shakers of salt. It can be anything from somebody removing your commander too much, just kind of getting you frustrated, you can't get your engine online, your deck isn't really doing its thing, or maybe you didn't mulligan enough and you're just waiting for that third land so your hand, your perfect hand, that just needed that one additional land so it can really pop off. Or maybe you're getting pub stomped, maybe somebody's rude to you, someone's mean, maybe you have some interpersonal dynamics. You know, that can be some really big salt. That can be salt that makes you question if you even want to play the game at all. So we're really here to talk about everything from the small grains to the full shakers. And it's an educational show, as we like to say. You know, we're really here to learn about salt so that in the future, we can be less salty in the games that we play. Well, you want to get into it, guys? First question of the year. Absolutely. Yes. There'd be a good one. What if it's a bad one? (laughs) That'd be awful. Then it's over. (laughs) All right, guys, I got one here. This one comes to us from our Gmail. It's a Gmail submission. And the post title is The Crustiest Little Dickling. (laughs) And then you know it's going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Mike shakes his head in disappointment. And this one comes to us from our buddy, Curtis. Thanks, Curtis. Also, if people don't know what Krusty Dickling is, it came from... If you don't know, go listen to the whole backlog. Get ready. So so real quick, this is another... to know. This is another (laughs) resolution that... I selfishly want this year is I want either to create or have someone make for us wink a howling salt mine wiki page. I want to like be able to reference it (laughs) and be like, when did we make this joke in which episode have like a compendium of the salty cards of the week in each episode? Because there's so many times that we like say something and I'm like, when the fuck did, am I telling the same story again? There's so much that could go in there. Yeah. Like there, there could be so much. Yeah, nose goes on that shit. I'm not gonna do it. Uh oh, Sam. Yeah, I, I knew it was for the listeners. Be for the <laughs> listeners that didn't know, Tony and I did both get on our nose. Yeah, quicker. So nose goes, and and I'm gonna. Yeah, it's gonna oh, be Sam, there. you have to do it. The true thirty percent, though, they know. They already know. Yeah, so they could just fill that shit out. <laughs> it can start as a Google Doc, and then we'll migrate it to Wikipedia when it like. Is the real needed, diehards you know? can get fucking moderator access on that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. And the story goes Hey, Salty Gang. 
So let me tell you about this guy at my LGS that I refuse to play games with now because every time we played, he literally complained about everything I did. To be fair, I am quite the sower of salt at my LGS, but this guy definitely deserves the award for crustiest little dickling. So much salt, I thought he was going to dry up and shrivel away. Hmm. The last time I played with him, I was playing my old Nekusar deck. He was playing Essica using the enchantment side to cheat out bullshit. Is that Prismatic Bridge? <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> yep, we know it well. Ah. <laughs> That's great. And the other two players were playing Kess and Ozgear. So right away, when he sits down, he looks at me with a dirty look and makes a remark like, oh, so it's going to be a game like this, huh? In the snobbiest Seto Kaiba tone imaginable and proceeds to get super sweaty about the game like we were playing for thousands of dollars. So anyways, turn one, Nothing for me, but an underground river. His turn one is land, soul ring, arcane signet. It's morbid time. (laughs) (laughs) No one cared about his turn one play. I play land and arcane signet for turn two, and he proceeds to sigh and tries to get the whole table to turn against me because I ramped. His turn two, he plays a land and a ristic study. God, my turn three, I play a land and a thought vessel, and he goes to ask if I pay the one. I was just like, yes, I do. And he let out an audible whimper of disbelief and asked if anyone could blow up one of my mana rocks. At this point, the entire table's vibes were pretty thrown off because of his energy, making everybody a little uncomfortable. I forgot what he did on his turn for, but I play my commander and don't pay the one. He literally lets out a screech, gets beat red, and I swear I can see veins popping out of his forehead for the damage he got from drawing his card and starts berating me because I'm just trying to do Nekusar things, telling the table that I need to go. Okay, so he, wait, he did his own draw and took a damage from Nekusar and he's bad? Yes. <laughs> Ristic study is a may, dude. Okay, I'm, I'm fucking But also it's on the myself, cast, man. so it should have been that he drew and then Nekusar came out, right? That is also true. <laughs> is it just saying he goes to draw for turn? Maybe it's just that like he's playing Nekosar and he's yeah. just like Anywho, let's keep going here. Yeah. Um yeah. and he starts berating me because I'm just trying to do Nekusar things and he's telling the table that I need to go. So like the salt is high throughout the table, and I just try to continue my game plan. So my next turn I cast a wheel and the dude gets up, scoops his shit in his playmat like a hobo sack. <laughs> <laughs> And flicks my commander to the floor and storms out. I guess the Kess guy was his friend and was like, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what his issue is. He's usually not like this. I don't know if it's you or if he has an issue with Nekusar as a commander. (laughs) But literally no one else at the table had an issue. I ended up winning with a dream halls later in the game. But the win left a sour taste in my mouth because of the whole interaction. What do you think? Crustiest little dickling? Thanks, guys. Love the show. I binged all of your episodes at work over the last few weeks since you guys popped up on my Spotify feed. Stay salty. Stay salty. So normally, I, I don't know you guys' take. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but I feel like when I say crusty Dickling, it's kind of like a term of endearment. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't hmm. feel that way about this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, there's definitely a lot of weird things going on here. Yeah, for sure. We kind of talked about how it doesn't really make sense that they were mad about the draw off the cast of Nekusar because they shouldn't have taken damage yet. Maybe that's just how the story is written. Maybe that was a true misplay at the table. Either way, I mean, it seems like the rage of this person is based on the fact that they got out an early value engine like Ristic Study. 
but they mm. happen to be playing it into a Nekusar who's dealing them damage. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard to equate one damage to one card too. Like generally, people are pretty happy with the card. Yeah, like it feels like a situation where the immediate response to Nekusar is doing Nekusar things is Ristic Study is doing Ristic Study things. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> frankly, one of those is scarier than the other one in some ways. Like both of those decks have a reputation, right? It is a Nekusar deck. You are gonna do fucking Nekusar things. <laughs> like nobody yeah. plays that deck as like a fucking bullshit group hug deck or something right but like the same can be said about prismatic bridge like you're not shitting out nothing like you're shitting out good stuff yeah dude for free (laughs) like bridge is super super tilting and more often than not bridge is a very high powered deck as well you know even if you just cram it full of good shit pretty casual uh... (laughs) yeah it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah it, it is very interesting to get mad at a single damage from drawing a card because there's this other magic card. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Phyrexian Arena, where you draw a card Never and you lose a life at the beginning of your upkeep. Like, <laughs> Is this where I have to do the rant? Have I done the rant yet? Oh, I don't think you have. Phyrexian Arena sucks. <laughs> Phyrexian Arena is Wait, shitty. Isn't that just fact? Is that a rant? <laughs> Phyrexian Arena decks, is worse than Sign in Blood. That's my take. Mm. It is with that take. Why? Why are you saying Phyrexian that? Phyrexian Arena, three mana the turn you play it, zero cards in your hand. Yep. Yeah. Okay. The next turn, you've paid three mana and a life for one card. The turn after that, so after three turns of the game, 12 turns overall at a commander game, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have drawn two cards for two life. Okay. Sign in blood, two mana, two life, two cards that turn, and, and, can sometimes pull a little sneaky on people that are flying too close to the sun on life. And you that kill is them. true, man. Or, or if you got like a fucking Shieldred out and yeah. you kill people with a sign and blood. Or a Bowmasters. <laughs> yeah, or Bowmasters, dude. It's true. Yeah. It's so, true. Sign and blood better than Arena. I think Arena sucks. I thought you were going to say it's because it has that sexy Japanese printing, but... Yeah, uh, no, that, I, I guess that too. I'll, I'll lump it in. You can, your submission has been appreciated. Thank you, Tony, for contributing to this research. Why is there is there a waifu Phyrexian Arena? No, no. There's a there's a dope ass sign in blood. Yeah, I have to look. It up. Not everything's about One Piece waifus. So like settle down. The One Piece. Sorry. Are you talking about Nami, dude? This is real. There's actually a ton of really cool sign and bloods. Oh man, dude, there's a fucking really full are. art sign and blood. Oh. There's like an old school full art sign and blood. Man, yeah. I might buy that shit. Yeah, like textless. Oh, dude, I love yeah. that. Okay, we're we're yeah. getting lost in the sauce yeah. here. With Definitely sign and better though. Definitely this better. Isn't it about sign and this blood? This is now or... a sign and blood podcast. <laughs> Hope you guys like paying two life and drawing two cards. <laughs> and as it always, an don't forget, card to, to, don't to, forget draw. to draw two cards and lose two life <laughs> stay bloody <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, no thank you Get, getting back to the post here to me this screams somebody thought that they were gonna just completely outvalue the game steamroll and had like their cookie taken away and it's just getting incredibly hurt and and angry over it like this person had a ripping turn one land soul ring arcane signet is like kind of the meme and the dream of the turn one starts in most commander games, right? And to follow that up with a turn two Rhystic study, and this seems like sort of high power casual just based on the cards at play here, but like still incredibly powerful start. And 
maybe the Nekusar is kind of holding this person back a little bit, but like we're saying, it's so minimal. I don't know if this person is the crustiest little dickling, but they're definitely a salt lord. Yeah. I feel like I don't even really know why they left either. I'm still like bewildered by like, why the fuck did you leave the game? Like nothing had happened and they just like kind of scooped and left. But I guess they just didn't have the right mana to... Uh... They cast a wheel. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay, a wheel gotcha, with gotcha, Nexusar gotcha. and they scooped in response. Personally, I love that they put their shit in the middle of their playmat and scooped it up like a, a bindle, like they were going to go walk the rails <laughs> in the dust bowl in the 20s. Like that, That's a good move, man. Because sometimes I think about how you angrily pack up your shit. Like, I bring a lot of accoutrements yeah, when I go to an LGS. It, you're packing yeah. up each, like, die. Yeah. And you're like, I fucking hate you all. And you're packing your quiver Slowly and packing. shit. Like. <laughs> 10 minutes later. But to just bindle it up, and then put it on a stick and get out of there, man. Like, that's a fucking move. I kind of like that. Yeah, I got to respect it. It's yeah. a power move. It's a power move. Oh, man. It's even better that they they stormed away and just left their friend to, like, deal, deal with yeah, And then the friend's like, that. I actually don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's you. Yeah. Or if it's like, Nekuzar. Uh, like, something's happening right now. I sorry. acknowledge that it's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just leave their friend with the cleanup, man. That is brutal. What do we think about the salt rating here on this one? It's high. I'll yeah. answer it. High <laughs> enough to get someone to leave. That's yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a level. It's obviously an incredibly high salt rating. I mean, I think anytime you get someone to rage scoop on turn, what is this turn five? Um, yeah. You know, tensions are high. At the same time, like Nekusart is a very salt inducing deck, but it does sound like this dude was unfairly deflecting the whole game, and and like you said in the post getting super sweaty about it but like i don't know if there's a rule zero here but the only evidence that we have of a pregame conversation is this salty player saying oh so it's going to be a game like this huh mm. yeah you know that's gonna yeah. it's gonna tilt you in a certain direction we encounter people in stories like this where they seem to take like the playing a little bit too seriously mm -hmm. um but are maybe like probably kind of shitty at some of the other parts of the game like the rule zero maybe some of the rules beyond rule zero i feel like that's just opposite of what we want people doing out there like be really good about the rules and be you know even better about the the social stuff but don't take like the game itself as seriously right mm -hmm. is always what we're looking for for commander so for sure yeah. Well, you guys ready for another one? Let's yeah, do it. I, am. So I was about to it. ask you for it, but then you got there, so I'm like, cool. And I was like, hmm. Well, this one comes to us from Reddit, baby. Oh, <laughs> baby. We're back. We're, We're back, back on One Reddit. month from now. Don't worry. We won't have them anymore. It's fine. <laughs> no, Tony, no. <laughs> <laughs> and this one comes to us from the EDH subreddit. And it comes to us from our buddy, Knox24799. Thanks, Knox. Mm -hmm. Appreciate the post. Bro, what are you doing? You don't even know how to do it anymore. And you know the drill. <laughs> Spread <Bread>. that goodwill. <laughs> Spread that wheel good of fortune. How many copyrighted sound bites can we shove into our episode? Dude, as long as it's less <laughs> than 15 seconds, as many as we want. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this post is titled a deal I made in my three player pod backfired and made me a salty, salty boy. So it sounds like this might be maybe on the salty confessional side. We'll see. Ooh. And this is an interesting one because it actually wasn't sent to us. 
And while we did find it in the wild, I mean, you'll see when I first read it, but this is a very unique way of finding one of these stories. And the story goes, Hey everyone, I just recently started listening to the Howling Salt Mine, and I'm unsure if they'll find this or not, but I've become a pretty big fan. Aww. <laughs> we did find it. We found it. <laughs> Only because you were kissing ass. Like, that's us. He Venmoed me five bucks. So. Yeah, if there's one thing we like here is brown nosers. So it's true. We can true. get up in there. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus, Tony. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, is that my what God. that term is? Does it mean having poop on your nose? Yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh. What a yeah. horrible term, dude. Man, here's this many days old when he learned that. Oh, what a God. horrible term that people use in like business settings. Yeah, like work shit. settings, yeah. dude. That's wild, man. And some people are into that. <laughs> I was going to say, depending on who you talk to, it's a good thing. So. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. And the story keeps going. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, my God. All right. Nice. I'm enjoying the episodes a lot, and when I catch up to the newest ones, I can't help but go through their backlog and listen to those as well. Great job, you guys. You've signed on another prospector. Well, thanks, dude. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I'm here to tell a little story about how I, Knox, the pilot of a Kyler Sigardian Emissary deck, attempts to make a deal with the pilot of an Atla Polani deck, who we will call, the name is Gavin. What should we say? Jimmy Buffett, not Gavin Barry. <laughs> we just like we're changing a the little names misdirection. Add funny yeah. last names. Let's fucking do it. Come on. <laughs> okay, I feel like I have to reread all that. Yeah, you do. You definitely do. I'm here to tell a salty little story about how I Knox, the pilot of a Kyler Sigardian emissary deck, attempts to make a deck with the pilot Gavin Verhey of an Atlapalani nest tender deck to be rid of an annoying Prosper Tomebound player named. Brendan Frazier. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Named Brendan Frazier. <laughs> and it actually ends up working against me in the most asinine way possible because I only have myself to blame. Mm. The turn order starts in Prosper's favor with them playing some lands, mana rocks, and eventually Prosper himself out by turn five. Atla Polani is next in the turn order and keeps pace by doing the same, but with some more of a board state, having an egg, a mana rock, a couple of cheap dinos, and Atla Polani. I managed to play no mana rocks, but I have a strong start with some creatures, Kyler included, and an aura shards. Looking love aura shards, baby. It attracts some attention, as it will most likely be hitting some of the mana rocks in the future. On the next few turns, Prosper begins to play a couple of gimmicky artifacts, like Bag of Devouring, and removes a couple of dinos. But in all honesty, it seems he may be falling behind. Now, if no one is familiar with Prosper Tomebound, it is one, if not the biggest snowball decks I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, maybe second to Alapalani. <laughs> yeah, fair. So I try to take advantage of Gavin Verhey's newfound aversion to Prosper and strike a deal with my dino egg friend. Me. Hey, are we good if we just focus on the snowball that might kick our ass later? Gavin. Thinks a little bit? Yeah, sure. I'm with it. Without missing a beat, my then new comrade makes a few more dinos with his eggs and mana and swings at me with over 15 total power, causing our deal to die out before it even makes one round around the table. (laughs) Me, what the hell, man? Gavin, I know, I know, but I'm stabilized enough now. I think your humans are also pretty good at snowballing. Sorry, man. Deal's off. 
<laughs> a complete and outright betrayal. A loyalty so easily forgotten after a few five fives arrive. I'm disappointed, but whatever. It hasn't decided my game, so I just shake it off. As a matter of fact, I end up making another deal with the same player because he seemed to feel bad about destroying our last deal. After Gavin attacks, he cracks one of his eggs and manages to hit an Atali Primal Storm out of his library. Goes to my turn, and I play Oracle of Moldiah. And after a couple of creatures off the top, I hit an unbreakable formation on the top of my library. I haven't got the creatures on board to really make it worthwhile to cast and might want something else, so I get an idea. Me. So Gavin, I've got a really good card on top of my deck that you can cast on your turn if you swing with Atali. It should give your creatures indestructible when you attack. However, I want immunity from your dinosaurs on your next turn and a promise that you'll at least try hitting Brendan with whatever you've got. He accepts the deal. Okay, this is like, I'm, I'm pausing real quick. This is like a well-phrased deal, right? The first deal was just like, we're good, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the classic, you and me, we're good, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is the farthest thing from binding. Yes. <laughs> so good. It was a solid deal. I get a new card. I don't have to worry about being trampled by dinos. And I give Brendan Fraser something to worry about. Next in turn order after myself is Mr. Fraser himself. And after hearing this new deal, he sits and thinks and thinks and finally casts a spell called Fevered Suspicions, which allows him to take the aforementioned indestructible spell and a Zatalpa Primal Dawn from both Gavin's and my deck. Brendan then begins to gloat. Dude, I wasn't even going to fucking cast this, but after you gave up your whole plan, I knew for a fact it would fuck you over. I don't get salty often, but that is when my eyes glazed over and I held back the biggest, ah, oh, fuck you, dick, I've ever <laughs> thought of giving to someone else in a magic game ever. The wow. following turns were quick for me because when it got back to Gavin Verhey, he explained that the rules of engagement changed too much. So that meant our second deal was off too. He swung at me with enough to kill, and I ate it. I watched as Prosper snowballed out of control, as I predicted, and ended up crushing the dinos with value pieces. I was seething after that game and went home and slept it off. I made sure to message Brendan Fraser afterwards to let him know that the card he played was actually a sick response to the situation, and it was definitely an earned win. As for Gavin Verhey, can't say I'll be making any more deals with him in the future, that's for sure. Thanks, everyone. Love it, dude. Fool me once. Yeah, right. Shame on you. If you fool me, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times. Fuck the peace signs. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a lie? That's a good line, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's line. Fuck yeah. the peace signs. That's yeah. very good. Yeah, good job, J. Cole. Yeah. Wow. Good Mike, job, you know Jake something Cole. about doing this. How uh Oh my god. How do you feel when you fucking crush deals? And oh my god. Break ruin relationships. <laughs> Didn't someone else break a deal this weekend and it wasn't even me? I remember because you said that sounds like deal breaking. And, I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Good. Yeah. Oh, I wonder why you don't. The Sam. horrible part is I wonder the why the only you reason don't. I know it's Sam is because of his silence, but like <laughs> I don't actually remember what it was. <laughs> Yeah, that that did happen, but it, we did not really put the terms mm, of the deal mm, out. Mm, 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 I was mm, playing my Agar deck, and I was. Would burning... you say that the terms of engagement had changed too much? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if I'd say that. I would just say the deal was that I wouldn't fuck up your board 
and I didn't. I was hitting your life totals. That's not true. <laughs> you did fuck my board up. It's so sad. Anyway, there, there's nothing worse than like than this, right? <laughs> You're yeah. trying to put some faith in somebody. I mean, it's real life betrayal. You feel like you've been betrayed, yeah. you know? Yeah. Even in, in like the smallest moment, like it's like it it's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mark your bingo cards here because we're about to talk about social credit a whole lot. <laughs> and, and, like if you you can take one big ding, you know, you can miss like one payment on something, your credit gets a big hit, but you'll recover right over oh, some time. I don't know about that. Don't listen to Mike for financial yeah, advice. No, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying do that. <laughs> He's but saying I don't am, fucking pay your bills. I am so a like, financial advisor and this is financial advice. <laughs> no, it's um, not. <laughs> hashtag sponsored. It's, Thank it you, it Chase. Is it is not. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> sponsored by Bank of America. Yeah. <laughs> but like, man, this is like a hit and then just dropping off the cliff like yeah yeah. this is bankruptcy this is moral bankruptcy (laughs) (laughs) it is it's also a tough situation when you're in a three-person game and you're trying to make a deal with the other person because you're so clearly like odd manning out the third player you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that happens sometimes in four-player games but that's usually when you need to like band together to kill an arch enemy, but yeah. arch enemy situations in three player games are so different because it's such a fluid dynamic where like one person can be ahead and then something changes and now another person's ahead and it's constantly shifting in a way that I just don't think four player games really shift that much. Also, it's like with the retribution of the prosper player from the perspective of the prosper player, like you are the person who has tried to make two deals now to fuck them over. You know what I mean? Mm. If I was the Prosper player, I'd be like, like, I know who my target is. Fuck you. It's it's you, dude. It's you (laughs) who keeps talking about how to fuck over my board. Like, I'm definitely going after you now. Yeah. Literally. For sure. (laughs) That that was definitely like a get fucked fourth player moment. Yeah. (laughs) They're just over there. Like, whatever they're doing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So... Like, how do you guys feel about that that thing where, like, the landscape of the deal has changed? Because I kind of feel like that's a little bit valid, you know? Yeah, Sam's saying that because that's how he breaks his deals. Oh, this is valid now. <laughs> I mean, oh, interesting. Very I'm just saying, interesting. Like, if the deal is that, in this specific instance, the deal is, like, I will let you take this card, you can cast it on your stuff, and you won't attack me. And they say, I accept that deal. And then the the card to be taken is no longer there. It's like, well, then why would I not attack you? Because I got no value out of the deal. Like the deal kind of dissolved. You know what I mean? Mm. I understand like what you're saying, but I think when it becomes valid is when the whole table is on board with it. And that is usually when there are huge swings. Like somebody's like, oh, I'm going to make a deal. Like, don't attack me or don't fuck with me for a turn right and like now that person has skyrocketed to like an arch enemy position in which like everybody's like if we don't do something they just win and -hmm. it's borderline king making if you don't act right Mm -hmm. and the the reverse of that of if like you can win like just straight up win then you like fucking do it and i think in most of those scenarios it's like drastic change in the environment uh and like everybody is like yeah just like do the thing Mm-hmm. But when it's like little nuances like that, it it usually is like between the two players and then other people will be like, ah, well, he's a deal breaker. Like you still lose that credit, your street cred, right? I feel yeah. like the only way you don't lose street cred in these scenarios, which is usually what I'm trying to do, is by like 
making sure everybody's on board. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of sort of my thoughts there. So get fucked, mm-hmm. Sam. You're done. I don't think you're gonna get everyone on board with a deal in a three player game. Yeah, certainly not. But usually they're like understanding. The person who's on the other side, they're like, all right, I got it. I got like a thousand fucking like wand wands or something. Yeah. Like they 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 like get it. They're not like, oh my god. Well, you know? so so this is a uh, another example of a deal. Like recently, we had a game where Nick was proliferating his shit a whole bunch, and he made a deal with Mike to proliferate some of the things on Mike's board. And in doing so, he would not attack Mike. He would completely leave Mike alone. No, no. no. If he proliferated my empowered auto generator, I gave him hexproof from me. I okay, gave him and his permanence hexproof from me as the the trade for that. So if your empowered auto generator gets destroyed, which it did, <laughs> yeah, exactly, which it did, are yep. you going to be like, well, you still get hexproof from me because that's the deal that we talked about, or the card is gone now? Like the landscape of the deal has changed. Yeah, in the moment, because again, we're paying down some debts. I stuck with the deal because uh, of the the wording of it and your street credit where, zero and where my credit is. I'm, you know, I have to, I have to deal with. <laughs> Damn line on my I credit. think you're fine, Mike. I, I, I'm not holding you to that well, as much as Tony is. That's what I'm saying. Though. A lot has changed in your perspective, Sam, and it's it's refreshing to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, uh, OP here for for saving me. Well, I just feel like I feel like it is very valid to be like if we make a deal and then the cards that are involved in the deal and the game pieces involved in the deal are all gone or mostly mm-hmm. gone then then what are we making a deal over maybe the best solution for the players involved in the deal is to talk about how the deal has changed before any game actions are taken you know what i mean to be like hey i think from my perspective that the deal has changed i would like to attack you do you want to make like a new deal to keep me from attacking you or like do you not have anything juicy to offer me anymore you know because from this atali player's perspective they were like gonna get this effect they were going to be indestructible. It was going to be like a nice, clean attack. And now that's gone. So what's their benefit to not attacking this person? Uh, it seems like they're not really getting any benefit because Atali is going to take the top card no matter what, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just like you talk about it all the time about being a lawyer, right? And it's like either you include everything or you don't. But it's starting to be like, oh, well, now I'm going to make a new deal again. It's like, I don't know. You can try and justify it and be like, this is why I'm going to not do it anymore. And people take it or they won't. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I guess that's true. I mean, you know, if you're not giving me the value that you promised me, I feel like there's no yeah, deal at all. You're probably going to do it anyway. And like, maybe people are cool with it. Maybe they're not like nobody wants to be attacked. Right. So yeah, just gonna be that's like, true. <laughs> you go back and deal. Fuck you. Like, that's going to be the response. <laughs> that is, right. is going to be the response. <laughs> also, like, I feel like it's a kind of weirdly formulated deal. Right. What's the benefit being offered to the Atali player? So the move is that they have an Oracle of Moldaya out so yeah. the top card of their library is revealed and they know what it is. So basically they're like being selective with the card on top and being like, you know, I can like draw through this or get past it, or this can be the, the spell that I give you and you cast it and you get value off it. And I'm kind of like changing how I play my turn to give you a little bit of value, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Which yeah. is interesting when that card goes away. I, I think one of the challenges with deals can arise when one player gets the value on an earlier turn than another player does yeah because if you get the value from the deal on a turn before another player then you suddenly have like less of a stake 
in following mm. through because you've gotten all the value you're going to get out of the deal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and this is kind of the flip of that, right? Like this player leaving the unbreakable formation on the top, like they've paid the cost for it already, basically, by not drawing through that and not trying to keep going through cards off the top with Oracle. And then things change and they don't get the benefit. That would be pretty frustrating, but it, it really is a situation where it's like, maybe you're just getting too cute with the politics of it and like could be maybe it's just better to have an unbreakable formation in your own hand to protect your board or something Mm -hmm. yeah i I think sometimes you can over politic a little bit or try and use things that are not necessarily the right leverage for stuff and it'll just end up putting you in a weird position like this where you're very vulnerable to like kind of getting blown out in a deal like you Mm -hmm. do always have to think about okay if this deal gets canceled because that is a thing that happens what's the worst that's happened to me and even that should be not the worst thing in the world i think yeah this might be a situation of over politicking and maybe you're trying to force a deal where the benefit like really isn't there and sure it did get disrupted and you did have someone agree to the deal and frankly like we said while we were reading it it was well stated but at the same time like you know deals can get disrupted and maybe your buddy Mm -hmm. is just eroding that social credit and Maybe they should have follow through and not attacked you that one turn just to like be like, hey, I'm going to upkeep my side of the deal. The cost you paid is keeping that card on top and not following through with whatever value you had. The cost they pay is not attacking into you. And that's really kind of like the terms. So I I think from that perspective, I I see what you're saying, where where this is this is a deal break for sure. Yeah. Was it the Itali player that was gloating about the plan being revealed or was that the prosper? That's the Prosper player okay. being like, okay, I've freaking heard everything you guys said, yeah. and I'm just going to cast the spells. And that's that's the other <laughs> thing. Like, you got to be careful about politicking, leaking information. Like, that you're trying to politic does communicate things. Like, you were saying yeah. this earlier, Sam, like, this Prosper player is like, okay, well, that's the guy that's focusing on me. I need to take them out. You got to be really careful with not giving away your entire plan by even just offering some terms of a deal, let alone whether or not the deal goes through. Yep. And and sometimes when you make too many deals, you're kind of revealing that you're not in a good position with Mm -hmm. your own board. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And like showing that like you need to make deals to get the advantage. Whereas, you know, none of the other people were at the table were asking for deals. They were getting by just on their own board states and their own value engines at the time. So they were pulling themselves up by their own bootstraps. They're not having <laughs> avocado toast. They're not every asking day. for handouts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That that. What do we think about the They're good God beer and magic players? <laughs> He wakes up, he exiles a card (laughs) off the top. It's not much, but it's honest work. He makes treasure when he plays from that zone. It's (laughs) honest work. (laughs) What do we think about the salt rating? (laughs) Oh, man. I think it's the salt in a hard-earned beer at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) It's the salt you sprinkle to get the foam of your Bud Light down so you can drink that baby quick. (laughs) <laughs> I, love, I love the juxtaposition of, of sprinkling salt on a beer but it being a bud light yeah <laughs> oh, that is good i mean it's salty like we talked about it to helen back with with the deal breaking but when mm. you are putting yourself out there too much and trying to make too many deals that can be salty and it can it can put you in a vulnerable position but of course when you have multiple deals broken from the same person 
in one game, this is salt that has affected social credit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Mike yeah. said it, it well at the the start of this segment. Like that is something that your buddy Gavin is going to have to work hard to build back up. Yeah. And it it may not ever build back up. You may just yeah. be like, I'm not making deals with that dude anymore. Like the next five deals that you make with Gavin have to be deals where he pays the cost first. You know, yep. he doesn't attack mm. the turn first before you don't attack for the turn or whatever. Whatever it is, you need deals that are squared away for success for you. And the only way the deal gets broken is if you benefit from the deal break. And then you still don't deal break, right? Because yeah, you got to stick to it. You got to show an example of how to be an upstanding citizen, a good goddamn <laughs> prosper tone band. Good, hard working, magic playing. Yeah, you, you get it. Put on my tiefling <laughs> boots one foot at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> well, let's get out of here and get into one last one. <laughs> I'm so done with that. <laughs> yeah. I love like, it. This, this doesn't, like, this, doesn't this do it nothing. for me. I don't care about this bit. I don't like this bit. I don't want this bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's round it off with a Patreon story. This was submitted through our website from our buddy Dylan. And this is a salty confessional. Ooh. And the story goes. I got extremely salty for the first time in a while. Let me set the scene. My playgroup last Saturday ended up having five people for a small section of the night. So we decided to play a five player game instead of having somebody sit out. It's always an awful decision. Mistake. <laughs> they, they admit it's always an awful decision and sitting out is always better. However, I continue to make the wrong choice and do a five player game. I was playing my Kelsey and the plague deck with an Obosh the Prey Piercer as a companion. Ew. The deck is all about removing creatures with Kelsian's <laughs> oh. tap ability and getting Obosh out for double damage and swinging for the fences. Three of the players had almost no board state, so to save time, I'm not going to mention them. Hey. Should we should we read Kelsian before we get too far? Yeah, and all three of those players can get fucked. But yeah, let's yeah, do it. Get fucked <laughs> three players. I used to have a Kelsian deck. Yes, oh, you did. I know. Yes. Why do you think I said you? Everyone loved playing One of that Tony's deck. many decks that got retired very quickly. <laughs> Kelsey and the Plague. This is from Akoria. It costs one red, one white, and one black. It's a Mardu commander. Legendary creature, human assassin. It is a 2-2, two -two, and it has vigilance and haste. And it says, Kelsey and the Plague gets plus one, plus one for each experience counter you have. That's right. It's an experience commander. And it has a tap effect. Tap. Kelsian deals one damage to target creature you don't control. When that creature dies this turn, you get an experience counter. To be honest, she kind of sucks. <laughs> oh my god. Tony. But like, get you wind up building... Here, Tony. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I built a pinger deck, right? So I was just like... I put Death Touch in there. I did all the yes. things. So I was wiping yeah. you guys' boards. I was uh -huh. tapping my shit. I wasn't really doing it with Kelsey, though. <laughs> like, it uh... is what it wound up being. Like, I definitely did some of it with her, but it's like... You make very few friends very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> there's some revisionist history going yeah, there's on a lot right now. now. Yeah. You never put Death Touch on Kelsian, even though you had it in no, your deck. Like at least no. once I must at have. At least it every I'm time saying, it like, was the available other cards to you. And, and the other thing is that since it has haste and vigilance, you're attacking in with a huge beefy commander. And, and experience isn't a broken mechanic by any means. Uh, you know, casting your commander a second time and it's still a 6 6 or whatever the fuck. 
fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Obosh the Prey Piercer, let's read this one too while we're at it. Costs three and two hybrid Rakdos mana, so it's black and red. Legendary creature Helion Horror. Helion? Helion Horror. Helion. 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 Hey, lions. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's he lion. Hell ion. It's actually Spanish and it's Helion. <laughs> <laughs> it has companion and it says your starting deck contains only cards with odd converted mana cost and land cards. And then it is a 3-5. I didn't mention that. And it says, if a source you control with an odd converted mana cost would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double that damage to that permanent or player instead. So with this on board, Kelsey is tapping for two damage, pinging for two damage, and attacking for double damage, which is mm, really, yeah. I think, That's where it the gets scary brutal. thing. That's the scary yeah, thing. That is. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's continue. Now to the professional salt inducer, my good friend who listens to this podcast. Nice. What up, buddy? He was playing Cecily Haunted Mage, partnered with Mike the Dungeon Master. Okay, hmm. we're mixing universes beyond. We can't be doing that. Um, <laughs> Wait, no, those are those are the same universe. Cecily and Mike the Dungeon Master. <laughs> They're friends forever. <laughs> My favorite character in uh, Stranger Things was, was when Cecily the Haunted Mage appeared. <laughs> yeah. Her mechanics are all about the number 11. I remember that character. <laughs> so so Mike the Dungeon Master is Othelm, Sigardian Outcast, and Cecily is 11, uh, the 11 card. We got a little mix of universes within universes beyond here. He ran pretty well early and got Cecily out. I followed him in turn rotation, so I thought about nuking Cecily immediately. However, he only had like four cards in hand, and her free spell trigger only goes off if you have 11 or more cards in hand, so I let her live. On his next turn, he hard casts Fevered Suspicions, another card we talked about earlier, getting a free card off the top of each opponent's library, which is pretty dope in a five-player game. The most notable was Alhamerit's Archive, so each Cecily trigger is drawing two cards and losing one life. Fevered Suspicions also has Rebound, so that shit's hitting again on his next turn. Mm -hmm. That's potentially four more free cards and two cards drawn with Cecily on attack. I'm playing Mardu with no onboard card draw. I can't keep up with that shit. So I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I started blasting. I started blasting. I started blasting. Bam, bam. <laughs> I had a Patriarch Seal to untap Kelsian and a retreat to Hagra to give Kelsian Death Touch. No way! Wow, <laughs> who would have done such a thing? That's not how these decks work. They don't do that. Untap and untap death touch. Wow. What? Wow. Oh, shit, man. That's that's some tech. That's some good tech. <laughs> that's spicy. Uh, we're, we're teasing you, Dylan. Oh, spicy. Uh, Spicy-ass vanilla ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good line. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, That's fucking a good line, Mike. That's very good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I killed his Bastion Protector and Cecily. Past this point, I don't remember exactly what was played, but he was replaying Cecily and drawing a ton of cards. He kept getting Bastion Protector from the graveyard and was firing off ultimatums back to back. My salt lies in the fact that every time I removed something from his board, he complained I was targeting him. I explained, yes, 
I'm targeting you because you're the only one with targets. Three people are having essential non-games, and I'm trying to win. He didn't like that answer. It made it seem like we're <laughs> supposed to outvalue each other. The game basically turned into a 1v1 with three people watching, and I was getting grief and complaints from playing my deck. So I ended up shutting down, going quiet, and watching him run away with the game, taking long turns with a bunch of triggers. I was seething with rage and saltier than all the oceans on this planet combined. I can't wait to play Magic with his bitch ass this Saturday, though. <laughs> we really are our playgroups, Tony and Nick. Nice. <laughs> Love that, dude. Love some grudging. Love, Love some grudging. Respect uh, the feud. Hashtag respect the hashtag feud. respect the feud. Yeah. That's a good salty confessional, man. I fucking... <laughs> there's a lot about this that I feel to my bones. Yeah. Sometimes you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, you know? You just gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, <laughs> like... I get the position in that type of a deck. It's just like, yeah. they're going to hate you no matter what. And if everybody else is having a non-game, yeah. they're going to hate you even more. It's guess what? You're just going to remove every single thing that they fucking play. <laughs> yeah, and It's dude. just going to be like, what the fuck? And either you just keep doing it and you win the game. But if it's taking you too long, I, I get that pressure of it's like, yeah. God, my friend's getting like really fucking salty. I guess I'll just like let it be. But with Nick, I'll always do it because it's fun to poke the bear. <laughs> well, Kelsian is a tough commander. Like, obviously, we've talked about how Kelsian is very powerful. There are a bunch of different ways to build her in a really, really powerful, strong so. way. But the problem with Kelsian is closing a game out. Kelsian is incredibly hmm. good at controlling the board. But the way you generally close the game out is through commander damage with combat yeah. damage. Yep. You know, you want to be swinging in with Kelsey pretty much every single turn. And then the value that you're getting is killing all the other creatures to make your Kelsian bigger, which is kind of a funny thing that I want to talk about that the Cecily player is like sort of hinting that they're supposed to outvalue each other. Well, guess what the value that Kelsey provides is it's fucking killing all your shit. Like <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. You want me to provide value? And I feel this man. Cause I play Marath. You want me to provide value with Marath? I'm going to fucking shoot your creatures and kill them. Like that's no, what I do. You're supposed to make elementals, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> come on man Ugh, gross <laughs> disgusting <laughs> but like i i yeah. do think that that is a challenging thing when one person has a value engine that's like i'm drawing cards i'm casting spells i'm like getting all this free value you know outside looking in is obvious value you're getting card advantage you're casting shit for free you're doing all this stuff but your value yeah. is just a different type of engine and it's an engine that yeah. shuts down other people's value the way you keep up <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. you keep up by keeping them down yeah <laughs> and there's a lot of decks like that like decks with edict effects where you're sacrificing shit oh that might be the thing that gets me the saltiest <laughs> nice. fucking edict effect when you make Taking me notes. even yeah. when i get to fucking choose you will not like my when new i have to build, pick dude. up my own shit dude and fucking you make me throw it out <laughs> i'm so mad when you do that there's a really good edict from march of the machine that i can't wait to get what is it? <laughs> it, it it's a non-token creature edict. So like people can't even just chuck a token into it. Oh man. That's but pretty you fucking can, good. You choose a mode, you can hit token creature, non-token creature, or planeswalker. So it's pretty flexible. And it only hits opponents. And it's a two mana instant. Oh my god. And it hits all opponents. What is this spell? <laughs> it's mythical. Oh I'll man. look it up eventually. All right. I'll look it up right the fuck now. <laughs> one black, <laughs> one colorless. 
lose all friends for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. No one will make deals with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shouldred's Edict. There it is. Look it up. It's enjoyable. Oh, yeah. I've seen this. I, some people have been playing this in CDH. I think it's got It's lag. also got some fucking baller ass flavor text. Congratulations. I am entertained. Ooh. <laughs> I love good. that, dude. Yeah. If you cast it and you say that first, you have to say the line and then cast it. I'll I'll accept it better then. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. I'll still be mad. <laughs> but what if <laughs> I'm like a dope. 15 foot tall goth bug woman? Will you like that? I might not. <laughs> like, who knows? <laughs> would, would you would you like that? Would you like that? <laughs> <if I did laughs> that? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get back to the story that here. That is outrageous. Do we need to read any of the cards here at play? I mean, I don't know if we really need to read Cecily. We could. No, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think the crux of it really is this like, okay, you're in the lead and I have to go after your resources and you feel targeted. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I don't know. My reaction to this kind of situation is always like, you know, local man yells at clouds, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> of course, of course, you're going to go after the person in the lead. Yeah, we're all on this racetrack and we're all trying to get the lead. So yeah. if, if someone's in the lead, I'm going to try and go after them and, and get in front of them. So, yeah, I don't know. It bugs me. I, I do also want to point out that, like, I, I'm not going to read these cards top to bottom, but Mike the Dungeon Master has an activated ability, two mana tap, Choose target creature card in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn and return it to the battlefield tapped. And then Bastion Protector, which is the other card that was called out, just says commander creatures you control have plus two, plus two and indestructible. So like, yes, you're removing this person's game pieces, but they have precisely the recursion engine and the protection engine to fight through that consistently every single turn. Yeah. Like you were just making them activate the commander that they're already playing. Like it's not like you're inconveniencing the Cecily player a whole lot. I, I can see how it's frustrating to get your shit removed over and over again. But if you have a recursion engine available to you, like it's not going to be hard to fight back through that, uh, which is probably why it was such a long game and why it was so frustrating for for Dylan. The bonus point of salt here is a five player game with three players having non games. Yeah, it's like, dude. come on, mm, y'all need to mulligan a little bit more. Yeah, please, sure. please, bro, please, please bro. mulligan that land. <laughs> that land you're looking for, it's never fucking gone. That land on the top, yeah. it's not there. Yeah, it's not there. It's definitely not. I feel like um, I get this a lot because you don't say. I feel like I build a bunch of decks that do similar types of things. The exact same where thing. I'm like excited for like that type of thing where it's like sometimes you can't do it fast enough for people to not be upset about it. Like yeah. people don't like to be strung along, even if you're doing everything you can. And it's just like people want to shuffle up and play a new game. But a lot of people also don't want to end the game when they see the ending in sight because they could draw into something. And that's totally valid. But like those are the types of decks that I build and then I don't play again. <laughs> like I'll build and I'll play it a couple times. And it's just like I feel like for me, that's usually what it turns into because I also like feel bad. I don't like like going along and being like, I can't close it out fast enough. Like mm. I am yeah. close to having it or it isn't deterministic enough. But it's like doing the thing, it's just not quite good enough at doing the thing. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's like a floor of the commander. Sometimes it's just like, you know, how you play that game, whatever board, it is. Yeah, but... board states. I think that's hard because like sometimes your deck is doing what you want it to do, especially if you have three opponents that are having like a non-game. Like 
this yeah. kind of stuff will happen if you play in a deck that needs to connect with combat damage to get value and one player just cannot for the life of them draw a creature and play it like unfortunately that person's going to be your punching bag because you need the value you know it's like i have timna yeah. i need to attack you to get draws so i'm gonna attack you and it it kind of becomes this thing where it's like dude why do you keep coming after me it's like you're the only mm. one playing creatures and kelsian needs to kill creatures so that i can accumulate my value and close the game out yeah accumulate value accumulate that value accumulate well, value disregard uh i don't know bitches feelings <laughs> disregard <laughs> deals accumulate value disregard deals accumulate value that might be the episode title <laughs> disregard <laughs> deals accumulate value that might that really oh man dude that might be it right there. That's very good. <laughs> Before we get too far, what do we think about the uh, salt rating on this one? It's high for me. I hate people complaining about the natural flow of the game. And like, mm. I get it as maybe like, sometimes it's maybe like a misdirection thing. It's not even that here. Mm-hmm. And then part two of my salty experience with this post is three people having non-games. I'm upset by that. Mm. Yeah. I think the thing, we didn't really even talk about this, but I think the thing that makes me saltiest about this is that our friend here kind of had a moment where they sort of gave up and shrunk back and like shut down. They were like, I shut down. I went quiet. I just let Mm -hmm. them run away with the game. And sometimes salt in a game comes through that way. Like sometimes I get really frustrated and angry and sometimes I just get like quiet and sad and kind of like flooded, you know, like, like Mm. where I, I just don't really want to be there anymore. And I'm like, whatever, like, I'm just going to just fucking whatever, play your game, man. And, and that is such a bummer of a feeling when a game ends that way. Like Mm -hmm. you leave that game with such a salty taste in your mouth. And it's not even like the kind of salt that is external that you can kind of joke about afterwards and stuff. It's like, Oh, Dylan is having a bad time. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's not like, ah, like we got Sam and he's getting all salty and he's a little bit angry. This is kind of funny. It's like, oh, Sam's having a bad day. Like this yeah. is not fun. It's like quiet right. when the game ends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one's really speaking. You don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> you can sense the awkwardness through the mic, your headphones yeah. and the webcam. <laughs> you need to like do something else. Like I can't see your face. I, just, I see the rage in your hands and like, I'm like, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> like are we still cool? Those are the games where you need like another game to cleanse your palate. That's usually when we're like, we have to play a game of CDH right now <laughs> because that casual game was so toxic and horrible, you know, or or if we're in person, we're like, let's play some love letter. Let's play some Azul. Let's mm. play something else. Let's go yeah, outside. Little palate cleanser time. Let's literally yeah. touch some grass. Yeah, let's, play let's that literally go outside that made grass. me mad. What the fuck was that fucking game? That intergalactic, yeah, like, fucking... Oh, Star Realms, dude. Oh, Star yeah. Realms, dude. Fucking Fuck love Star Realms. Realms. Like, Star good Realms. game, but good game. Good game, rules, good game, though. Good game. Very good <laughs> game. Literally, literally the epitome of Nick and I just only fucking with each other, and neither one of us being able to let something go. We're both at 20 life, and, like, Mike hasn't been fucking touched, and is, like, clear, and wins <laughs> on his next assembling fucking turn. an aggressive value engine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, is that oh, time man. of the fucking week, baby? Oh, oh, you know it is. Tony, I think it is that time of the week. You fucking Hell know it yeah. is. It's the first time of the week for this time of year. It is. It's the first time of the week for the year, man. Hell yeah. It's the time of the week that comes every single week. Every fucking week, baby. Every motherfucking week. 
It's fucking the time of the week. Fucking world. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's the time of the week where we say, guys, wouldn't it be weird if we didn't swear on this show at all? Sorry. That's what we say every week. I, I just have to every jump in real quick. It's just week. dawning on me. Like when, when we started this show, uh, we were like four episodes in. I remember one of my friends listened and he was like, he was like, what if you didn't swear though? And I was like, I don't think I can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're rated E for everyone. Everyone. No, it's for explicit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, baby. This <laughs> is for explicit. We're we're allowed to say this shit. Yeah. Every once in a while, my brother in his very sweetness is like, Oh, Alexa, play Howling Salt Nine. And like the five year olds are running around. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Alexa, disregard that. that. <laughs> Alexa, play Sia's Christmas album. Alexa, what's come? Yeah. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Tony. Tony, you it. just set off. You just set off Amazon <laughs> Alexas. So many. Anyone is listening without headphones? You just set off so many Amazon Alexas right now. Uh, somebody add me if that actually happened to you. That'd be You're hilarious. Fucking amazing. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. I just had to. I just had the thought. I had to interject. It's that time of the week that comes every week. It's the time of the week where we say, Mike, 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 Mike. What's the salty card of the week? The salty card of the week this week is. Tank away. Every time you tank, I get a little bit salty because my turn ain't coming round. Tank away. Every move you make gets me a little more tired of listening to the sound of your turn. Tank away. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the chance for a second game has gone by. Take away. Every couple moves you say I'm so sorry guys I didn't think this turn would take long. Take away slow play. Yeah. Every now and then I need a Take judge. away slow play. Every now and then I call a judge. And I need you now to play. And I need you more than ever. And if you only pass your turn, I wouldn't be sitting here forever. And you'll only be judged tonight. Cause your turns are so long. Together we can make it to the end of the game. Your turns are like dry pencil, boring and lame. Oh, I don't know what to do. I'm always feeling soft. We've been here for three hours and it's totally your fault. I really need a judge. Forever's when you end your turn. Forever's when you end your... Once upon a time I was ready to play. Now I'm only your salty friend. There's nothing I can do. Your turns take forever to end. Well, thanks, Sam. That was a lovely song of the week. It was, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> it was fucking really good, actually. One of our decent ones right oh, yeah. there. <laughs> uh, B minus, B minus. Yeah, top 20 at least. Yeah. <laughs> the salty card of this week is Karn, the great creator. Ooh. This, this is still the old list, just to clarify again. This is the new list. Oh, oh shit. shit. We the have new list. the technology. Ooh. Oh my god, so every number is on the so table. Everything is new. Everything's on the table. And <laughs> I will shit. I will let you know there is some special interesting spice about this selection. I'm not gonna give you any additional information, but okay. know that. Huh. So it's Karn the Great Creator. 
It is four colorless mana for a legendary planeswalker Karn from War of the Spark. Activated abilities of artifacts your opponents control can't be activated. Mm. Plus one, until your next turn, up to one target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness each equal to its converted mana cost. It's also got a minus two. You may choose an artifact card you own from outside the game or in exile, reveal that card and put it into your hand, and then it has five starting loyalty. So the thing on this one, as with most of the War of the Spark Planeswalkers, is that passive right there. That juicy static effect activated abilities of artifacts your opponent's control can't be activated so Mm -hmm. sam does this one make you salty i love this fucking card dude i (laughs) really really love this card an asymmetrical stacks piece fucking hell yeah dude i would play that all the time Mm -hmm. I, i think the one thing that makes me salty about this is a four mana cost puts it in a realm where I want to cut it in a lot of decks. Yeah. A four mana cost stacks piece. You got to be doing something like pretty spectacular to consider a four mana cost stacks piece. Usually I'm seeing this kind of stuff in CDH. I don't know if I really see this reliably at casual tables. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's a planeswalker. So like if it does come up at a casual table, just fucking band together and attack it. it, And it's going to go away. I do think it's pretty interesting when people animate an Isochron Scepter and uh, have oh, no. <laughs> have a creature untapper not this again instant, uh exile to it and they use this as a combo in their green white selvala deck uh, just some <laughs> tech for you maybe tony to consider uh <laughs> no one's ever doing that but um yeah i mean i i really really like this card as far as salt levels go i have played through so many collector oofs and played so many of my own collector oofs in my magic career that like when people turn off artifacts i'm just like yeah that's fine that's a part of the game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, just do it. It's it's totally fine. How about you, Tony? I think what I hate about this card the most is what you sort of touched on. I'm like, I don't even fucking know what it does. I just know it's static ability. Like, I don't know anything <laughs> fucking else about it. And it, like, usually doesn't matter. People don't even activate it. Like, I feel like I've literally had people yeah. miss, like... Forget to activate it. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, it doesn't fucking matter what it does. And yet, at the same time... You can swing it and kill it, and fucking nobody does. Like, no, yeah. we just don't. We fucking don't. And so I don't like this card because I fucking hate <laughs> stacks. There's a fucking surprise. And Sam's fucking over there losing himself because he's like all about stacks. But like in the music, the moment, you know, what I hate the most is like <laughs> the only thing I know this from is CDH from Mike's deck. And it's, uh, I fucking hate to say because you never know what he's going to get. So it's like, <laughs> He's just like, I activate it, and then you don't necessarily know it's coming down. And once it's down, it's down. You know, you can't like be like, oh, let me crack my treasures in response so that I can like do something with that mana. It's like, nope, just get fucked, bro. You don't give shit. Which he could do that into like a dockside, which I think has happened like one time where it's like that's come down and then a dockside was played. So, and there was a bunch of treasure on the board. So it's like, yeah, you can't crack automatically getting the value. There's like so many different ways it can play Mm -hmm. to the advantage of the player. I remember winning a game in a Mox Masters because someone played the dockside. We had the trigger on the stack and I got to go tutor with Karn. That was still when CDH players allowed a Sisse activation to happen ever. Yeah. Which no longer occurs, but. People have uh, it learned. It was a cool golden age when it lasted. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, what does this crazy commander do? And now it's like, kill that fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, another one. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about this one, Mike? I mean, I like it for the play patterns we've talked about that I've gotten to do with Sisse. I do think that 
it's a pretty brutal card. Even the uptick of it is honestly pretty hilarious since it's like an animation. It animates an artifact, yeah. but it gives it power and toughness of its mana value. So you can ha- drop this and animate a zero-costed rock that someone played in a CDH There's game, and it just dies. Yeah, it just dies. And sure, they can remove Karn and his static ability is no longer there and they can reactivate stuff, but that doesn't help if all of their zero mana rocks are just dead. Hmm. The, the other interesting thing about Karn is it's way more relevant, sort of, in formats that have a sideboard yeah. because it needs that little sideboard part to make its second ability effective where you can choose a card from outside the game and reveal it and put it in your hand. Well, that's part of why I'm like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, I only ever see it in commander right like i'm not yeah. playing it anywhere else so it's like yeah it actually literally doesn't matter but there is some sneaky stuff you can do since it can hit things in exile ugin's nexus baby yeah yes ugin's nexus ugin's exactly. nexus combo where you can just take infinite turns mm, as long yeah. as you can sack the nexus it's like tony's other cool. favorite thing infinite yeah. turns yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i mean playing into this sucks when someone drops a Karn. It's always right when you're about to do something too, so it, it is very uncomfortable. The other thing that I am salty about is that since it's colorless, it doesn't give any colors for Sisse, so it's not really a good stepping stone. So I mm. frequently find it on the chopping block, even though I really like what it does. A little deck building salt. It's one of those cards that I find is often something I'm cutting because mm-hmm. 4 CMC is just a weird number for that effect. And when Oof is 2 and Null Rod is 2, and you got to go up to four for the asymmetry. Like, that's generally how those design spaces work. Like, if you look at Cursed Totem compared to, like, Linvala, Keeper of Silence, to shut down creature-activated abilities, mm-hmm. it's a very similar number from two to four. But that four just makes it very challenging to yeah. want to have it in your deck and to play it yeah. reliably. Well, new year, new me, new list. Let's fucking do it, Where baby. Where do you guys think this lands on the salty card list? 34. 34. Yep. When you said it and said it was like a new year, new card, and said the card, I was like, instantly, I was like, 34. I have to say 34. 34 is what it is. Um, is. I'm going to say 24. What a bitch. 34 and 24. I'm really playing with margins. I could have just said 50 and been, and been boring, but I do it for the love of the game, folks. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Tony takes it. Bullshit. Get fucked. <laughs> because this is card 101. That's right, people. The list is more than 100 cards. We've got oh, the technology. No. We're going to expand it open a little bit. The salty card ratings from EDH Rec, because they're awesome, um, now go deeper than just the top 100 cards. It's just sorted by the saltiest cards. So it continues. Oh. I thought you were going to say it goes deeper. to 101. No, oh, it, goes, it goes on and on. So. I'm going to start with expanding the scope of the game to the top 300. Wow. Oh my 300? god! Yep. And <laughs> I'm doing that to keep, shit. It, to keep it spicy because we've talked about a fair number of cards at this point, given how many yeah. episodes we've had. Yeah. Right? So we're starting to get to a point where just the top 100, I know you guys are kind of sussing out like, okay, we've done all the 30s or whatever. Yeah. Or we're pretty close to all the 50s. Well, now we'll so, be like, we know we've done basically all of the top 100. So it's in the top 300 to 100. And I will let you know right now, there are plenty of open spaces in the yeah. top 100 with the new list. So things have shifted around. Shit. Uh, okay. And oh, yeah, the rules of the game. They've gone out the fucking window. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The terms of engagement have changed. I thought it might be 24 because you were like, 
it's 2024 now, you know, mm. I thought like you had, you had some cryptic hint at the beginning and I was like, I'll, I'll sneak in. Well, the cryptic hint was that it's not even in the top 100 cards. Wow. I thought that casual players be bitching about stacks. So that's like, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> that's why I said 34. <laughs> also salty enough to get a ban in, uh, I forget which format, but it recently just got banned. Modern or some shit. Yeah. There were some other interesting developments. I don't know how long we want to talk about them, but hit it, dude. There's some neat stuff. Start of the year. Stasis and Winter Orb, which were previously spots one and two, have flipped in the salty card oh. ratings. But that's just because it's arbitrary. They both have the same score as two point nine nine. That's alphabetical order. <laughs> yeah. However, uh, Static Orb used to be slot number three, and it's yeah. been replaced by a very interesting card that sees a lot of play and sees a lot of CDH play. Thassa's Oracle. No way. He jumped up from spot seven into spot three. That that makes sense to me, actually. Yep. Yeah, I feel like casual players fucking hate Thassa's Oracle. And even a lot of CDH players hate Thassa's Oracle. I fucking hate... If I see Thassa's Oracle in a, quote, casual game, I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like, this is not casual. Like, what? <laughs> go play CDH. And yep. in CDH, I also am like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the other, I would say, standout winner from the transition from 2022 to 2023 is Turgrid God of Fright, which Ooh. moved up from all the way down at spot 18 to spot seven. Oh, so damn. broke it into the top 10. Damn. There's other spicy, spicy shifts around out here. I don't know if you have any cards you guys are Very curious spicy. about that we've talked about. Where did, uh, where did big Vorinclex end up? That was number four. OG it was. It's dropped down to six, so it's okay. starting to fall off a little bit, but still it's still, up there, still putting up numbies. Yeah, good numbies. That card that um, yeah, that card. Everyone loses. Oh, the card. Like the game is just like tied. No one actually wins. Oh, that card, divine intervention. Yeah, <laughs> where did that? I, yeah, well, we will. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. That has moved to seventy. From, from 76 so 77 or something just a, yeah. just a slight Cute. increase a slight rise the only yeah. one i care about yeah it might be and maybe this would be too challenging and confusing to do but it might be an interesting patreon episode if we reviewed some of like the previous salty cards we've talked about and how they've shifted on the list because that's totally. not going to reveal to tony and i like new cards and where they sit but yeah. like stuff that we've already talked about it would be cool to just talk about like how they've shifted hell yeah so that pretty much wraps it up for the salty card of the week. But I do just want to shout out again, uh, EDH Rec for putting this together and Fuck yeah. and maintaining the list and and making it even better this year and not Hell just yeah. being the top 100. Hell so. yeah. Sponsor us, EDH Rec. Yeah. That would be really cool. Hashtag sponsored. Well, thanks, Mike. That was a lovely salty card of the week. And thank you to our Salt Packet Plus tier patrons out there. Hey. Gotta shout them out. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for getting that extra content, getting those tokens. I hope you love them. I love drawing them. It's very fun. And we're shouting them out. And we got Rothbox, Bobo Fett, Sam Power Gamer, Clearbrook, Captain Cross, Ebs, or Ebies, Ebe Nebe Sleeby, and Joe Danson. Thanks for the support, yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and thanks to all the other prospectors out there for tuning in to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine. This last year has been fantastic, and we could not have gone through all of this amazing growth without you, our beloved community, tuning in every single week to listen to us three unfunny guys reading Reddit posts. 
the OGs <laughs> know shirt for that. Yeah, we really do. There should definitely be a shirt for that. I'm definitely buying it. Yeah, and we, there should we be a trademark on it. That was one of the <laughs> early comments we got on Reddit. It's so fucking funny. I love it still. <laughs> Brings me such joy. It's on our website. It's one of the quotes on our website. But thank you so much for tuning in every single week. And if you're looking for more Howling Salt Mine, I know we talk about it a lot, but our Patreon, patreon.com slash Howling Salt Mine, it is really just a fantastic space. We love it. We love to pour our energy into making the Patreon really fun and engaging for people, whether it's in our Discord community, whether we're doing game nights with people every single month, or whether we're drawing tokens and sending them out, or just being part of our token club. It doesn't have to be a hand-drawn token. We've got a lot of stuff out there. Stray Grains, Extra Salt. If you've been putting it off, check it out. Actually, if you take a look back at like episode 60, 65, I think it might be maybe in the 70s, we have a Patreon promo. So if you're new and you want to know what our Patreon is like and you want to hear some of those Stray Grains, go check that out. I don't think we've plugged that in a while. So Hell yeah. If you have a salty story that you want featured on a future episode of the Howling Salt Mine, or if you find a Reddit post that you think is particularly juicy, send it to us. You can send those salty stories through our website, howlingsaltmine.com or thehowlingsaltmine.com. We're inconsistent with the the, so our website should be as well. Or you can email it to our Gmail, which is thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com, or DM it to us on social media. Honestly, it's all going to come to the same space, but website or email is preferred. It's easier for us to track it that way. And if you find something juicy on Reddit, tag us at the Howling Salt Mine on Reddit. Uh, just tag us in a post and we'll find it and we'll reach out to the OP and summon us, as they say. Yeah. Summon us into the chat. I've been summoned. Another way you can help out the podcast is to check out our merchandise. We have amazing merch and t-shirts at our bonfire store. The 1-800-RU-FLAP and Zatalpa shirt. We've got our Howling Wizard Salty Gang shirt. We've got hoodies. We've got the logo on stuff. Go check it out. There's definitely some Howling Salt Mine swag for you and the loved ones in your life. Real quick, like I have so many friends and family members that do not play Magic that have bought these things. They're just kind of memey and fun. Like they're not even so magic related, but they also every single one of them are like, I hate to admit it, but this is like so comfy. Like it's just nice quality stuff. Yeah, it is. Which I feel like I'm proud of a thing that way. Like it's just quality. It's like nice, feels good on your body. And like they literally they're like, this is my favorite lounging like sweatshirt now. My yeah. brother-in-law <laughs> says that literally all the time. He he messaged me separately. He's like, I don't even want to admit this to you, but I like this it. is my favorite new casual lounging <laughs> sweatshirt. It's good for the lounge. Yeah, <laughs> the HSM T-shirts that I have are the T-shirts that I look at and I'm like, not today. Like, I'll save that for like a good day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got those T-shirts that you're like, eh, I'm just laying around the house today. I'll wear kind of a shitty one. And then you're like, oh, I'm going out. I'm going to wear like the nice one. Yeah. Those are my special day shirts now. They're just comfy. So go check it out. Bonfire. Eh, the link is in the fucking show notes. I, I don't yeah, remember yeah, the yeah. URL. Another way you can help out the podcast is to give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app of choice, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Really does help us stick out in the overall algorithm and helps new people find the show. Um, and we hear that from a ton of you, which we really appreciate. Tons and tons of people are finding us through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, what have you, and checking out the show, getting hooked, and tuning in every single week. So we really appreciate everyone who's done that. And finally, we got to shout them out. Every single episode, our amazing podcast artist, J.D. Burnett, for doing our podcast art that we love so much. Thank you, J.D. If anyone's ever in Asheville, North Carolina, hit up J.D. and get a tattoo from him. He's a really awesome dude. 
10,000 subscribers are bust. That might happen this year. I know. Like, <laughs> let's be real. That could happen this year. We'll see. The power is yours. <laughs> well, stay salty, everybody. And don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. And Happy New Year. It's the Howling Tony's burping a lot. <laughs> but I muted. <laughs> I muted it. <laughs> I was like waiting for you to say your line and you were just like, like just silently mouthing burps. <laughs> anyway, that's all going to get cut. So we encounter stories like this sometimes, right? Where the, the people are, uh, just losing what I'm what I'm trying. I, it's so clear in the brain, but the connection to the words is not. I'm excited. And I need you. I need you more than ever. Yeah. You're so good. I like we need at least one thing. Yeah. In there. <laughs> Activated abilities of Ardak. Activate. Ah. Activated <laughs> abilities. One more time then. Nothing for me, but an underground river. Ooh, what a flex. Uh, it's not underground C. And not a flex. I was going to say, take one to, to fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Should acquaintance. <laughs> no, but you got to do the baseline. <laughs> Should old acquaintance be forgot? Or whatever it is.